0: Hour to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner and uh, David G with AJ Shaw. Tr- uh, Troy's out of here.
2: Yeah, we he, got rid of that guy.
0: He's heading to Morgan Family Arena. He's PA in uh, K State Volleyball tonight, oh. taking on TCU at Morgan Family Arena. They uh, start at 6.30. 30. The uh, K State soccer team is at Oklahoma tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So it's a. Uh,
2: so uh, don't go to their home field. You look like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Don't go oh, me. yeah. Yeah, they're not going to
0: be there. I was confused for a second. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're Norman. Uh-huh. Uh, but right now, or close to next door, you know, if you go past baseball, Morgan Family Arena is right there. Go check out the Volleyball for Cats sure. tonight. They're uh, off to a pretty solid start, but they're just trying to get that first win now uh, in Big 12 play. We'll be joined by uh, Curry Sexton here in just a moment. A reminder, Powercat game day Saturday is at 3 o'clock. It's a seven o'clock kickoff from Bill Snyder Family Stadium, second meeting ever between K and UCF.
2: Seven o'clock kick is a little, it's a little odd. It feels well, weird.
0: And well, to add to that, um, we could get some th- rain, some thunderstorms. You know, and I thought it was fitting Tuesday to have that cloud over the bill um, for the press conferences. But now it might be That's a fun. bit gross on Saturday. We'll see.
2: Yeah, they did. We've uh, we've had some conversations in the building already, some text messages, some emails, things of that nature about severe weather in the area possible. Not saying there you know, not saying either way, just saying it is a possibility. So
0: I'll be here. Great. Well, that's the thing. If there's delays, like it's going to be a late one, really late, you know. Oh. Uh, it's already going to be a game that goes to like 10 10:30. Right. You know, and delays, you know, then, you know, how many people come back into the stadium <laughs> you know, after that? Are they just going to – and also depends on when it happens and all that. You know, yeah. A lot of that, just not exciting. No. Nothing exciting about that. We don't need two straight UCF games that get delayed. Please Because no. of the weather. Yeah. Uh, AJ still getting in contact with Curry. Um, so hopefully we'll get Curry on here um, in just a moment. We'll also have Mitch in Vegas coming up later in this hour, plus the number one song of the day. And, uh, and ask us anything. If you missed hour one of the show, we have our podcast uh, being uploaded at – newsradio com and just search for the game kman uh wherever you get your podcasts right on so it's one of the we're ready oh okay i'm a little confused but we're good all right we I trust got, you. So- trust we got somebody i don't know if it's curry or not but we got somebody all right let's find out let's see if aj got it done in three two one curry are you there you may want to try potting him, up, potting him up there, AJ. Oh, boy. Is this
2: a prank caller? Have the courage to say something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those telemarketers, there's always like that pause, uh-huh. right? It's uh-huh. like five uh-huh. seconds, nobody's there, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. Mr. Garcia. <laughs> oh, great. Click. We need to re-up you on your warranty, your car <laughs> warranty. I
2: don't have anything. so.
0: All right, AJ's saying let's try again. Curry, are you there? You hear me? Yeah. Hey, there we go. We got you now, Curry. Good to uh, talk to you. Uh, boy, let's kick it off right away with some bad news. How fast did you get out of Columbia, Missouri, after that loss?
1: Not fast enough. We, my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law actually lived there, so we uh, we stayed till Sunday. Oh. So yep. I had to endure. I had to endure the town of Columbia, um, you know, and, and you know pandemonium um, in celebration after a win for about twenty-four more hours.
0: How hard was that as actually like in the stands and hearing that crowd pop, seeing that field goal go through? Because I'll be honest, that's the first time I've been a part of a, you know, K-State on the road and the opposing team fans rushed the field by beating K-State.
1: Yeah, the only one, other one I can think of is when we lost at Baylor in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was surreal for sure. I mean, that whole drive, I kept telling the, the folks around us, I kept saying, you know, we're giving them way too much cushion. They have one of the best kickers in the country, with one of the biggest legs in the country. And I just, I saw that ending over and over and over again in my head. And then, of course, it came to fruition. Um, So, I mean, it was, it was, it almost felt like a little bit of a twilight zone just standing there watching the chaos ensue. Um, You know, nobody in our section, I mean, pretty much nobody moved for like 10 minutes. We all just stood there, took it in. And then, of course, you had obnoxious Missouri fans coming and yelling stuff at us, and of course. yelling stuff at us the whole way out of the stadium, and, and handling their, you know, their their drink which is you know biggest biggest single victory at Mizzou, which is absolute class and grace, like you would expect from Mizzou fans. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunate loss, but but we we had plenty of opportunities to take that ball game, and we did. So, what
0: as a player, um, kind of spin off of what you just said what was like, like the rudest reception you've ever received as a player?
1: That's a great question, man. Uh, Miami, probably back in 2011, those fans were ruthless. Um, and you know, they're, they're not, nobody's really, I mean, they're, they're not that many true, like Miami U fans. It's just a bunch of guys who, when they, you know, when there's a game, they they come out and, and enjoy the environment, but they were pretty ruthless. And I would say low class, um, that's, probably the those are probably the worst fans that i can remember
0: well that was truly a heartbreaker this past saturday and i was thinking back to the time you were playing there's two games that pop up to me that was just a punch in the gut heartbreaker kind of comes down to the wire a little bit you had auburn in 14 and i would also say north dakota state in 2013 as a player when it's just such a shattering, heartbreaking loss like that, I mean, truly, how long does it take to kind of get over something like that?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, I, I, think it, I think it depends on the circumstance. Um, you know, I was, telling, I was telling somebody, I was telling Cole Manbeck the other day on 3 mall, I said, you know, the Auburn game was different because, you know, Saturday in Mizzou was a really tight ball game. Both teams had opportunities to, to kind of take the game and run. Um, I felt like maybe we had more, but you can't really point to a lot of individuals and of individual plays and say if we had, you know, if we had made that play, we would have won. Um, whereas Auburn in 2014, you know, our best receiver, who's now one of the best receivers in the NFL, and has been for five, six, seven years now, drops an easy touchdown pass that becomes a pick, and a guy who was an otherwise reliable kicker missed three field goals, and so we walked off the field that night feeling like we just dominated a top 10 SEC opponent. But didn't come away with a win, so I think it was a little bit easier to bounce back from that one. Um, you know, we weren't necessarily supposed to win that game, even though we should have won that game. 2013 North Dakota State was was brutal to bounce back from. Um, you know, that was a game not too much unlike Saturday, where you know we took a two touchdown lead in the second half, thought okay we got this thing in the bag, they claw back and then go on that methodical drive. To to punch us in the gut and finish that one off. And so I would I would compare that to Saturday a lot. And, and fortunately, in 2013, after we played South Dakota, or North Dakota State, we had a couple cupcakes to, to kind of get back on track before we got into the Big 12. Um, but I will say it did take some time, and I would imagine that after last Saturday, coupled with some of the injuries we've had, you know, guys are going to be reeling a little bit.
0: And UCF knows cupcake. I know K State's done. Clyman's two and two in Big Twelve openers, and both have been off of losses. The both the two wins against Oklahoma off losses. But this is certainly a different scenario with K State's injuries. But you know, kind of. Well, one more question about the the loss to Mizzou, and sticking with the offensive side of the football, we did see Avery Johnson play a small package for him with running the football, some handoffs. He didn't throw it, but also at the same time. You know, Will Howard stays in the game, but he's as a wide receiver, and he's already banged up in the second half and still out there on the field. I wanted to know your opinion about what K State gave for a- gave to Avery to run at Mizzou, but also uh, Will Howard staying on the field. I thought that was a bit odd.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it was clear it was clear that Avery's package was wi- sort of a Wildcat package on second and long situations. I think every one of his six or seven snaps came out of the came out of the Wildcat on second and long. Um, so it was clear that that was, they said, going into this game, we get in second and long, it's your package, one play, boom, you're off the field. Um, and so it, it, that became a pattern. I, I will say it was. It, it, I, I did comment to, to a couple of my family members when that was happening. I said, you know, it makes it makes no sense for us to keep Will Howard on the field. I mean, there's no plausible, you know, I can come up with no legitimate reason as to why he's staying on the field. Um, and it, it's really hindering what Avery's able to do out there and and also what the defense is going to feel threatened about. I mean, there was, you know, I think with, with the hobbled QB out there who's not the you know most explosive athlete in the world, I think that signals to the defense, you know, they're not going to throw the ball. And then, you know, there was also a play where Avery bounced out toward the K-State sideline, and, and the guy who made the tackle was, you know, the guy at the will was supposed to to be blocking. And, and I'm not saying we should expect our starting quarterback to to block a defensive back. Um, but had that been a receiver, that could have been, you know, that that could have been sprung for a big play. And so I was really confused by the fact that we were running Avery out there, which I liked, but we're keeping Will in there, which I didn't like. Um, and, and, you know, I think, I think we'll see some, if, if Will does play Saturday, I think we're going to see Avery in some different packages. Um, but but I, I, I was disappointed to see you know some of the personnel groupings when Avery was on the field last Saturday.
0: Yeah, depending on who plays or how much the quarterbacks play, it'll be intriguing to see how the game plan uh, unfolds against UCF. Meanwhile, you know you know, based off last Saturday's game, we need to see obviously the offensive line do a better job, especially in the pass protection. But I mean, to you, what does it mean that now Christian Duffy is going to be back in the lineup, although on a snap count? K-State can get back to normal mostly on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, obviously I'm excited. I think Duff is, is a solid player for us and, and kind of a key you know, key cog in that offensive line. And I think it's unquestioned that with him at right tackle, it, it solidifies things um, because everybody gets back to their, to their intended spot. And then you may have Hadley and Taylor uh, Portier rotating at that right guard spot. But I think it gives us that continuity that we've clearly been lacking so far this season. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, with a glass half whole, full or glass half empty mentality, um, you know, my concern would be that throwing, you know, throwing Duff in for 25 or 30 snaps against a really good and really fast UCF opponent um, per snaps he's taken in, in in you know about nine months. That that gives me reason for concern because this isn't Simo, this isn't Troy. There's not going to be that time to really ramp up and get the game conditioning right, get caught up to the game speed. He's going to be thrown right into the fire, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Duff makes a couple of mistakes on Saturday, um, which would, you know, which which wouldn't be unexpected. So excited to have him back, but hope that he's able to hold up and, and slide right in pretty seamlessly.
0: Curry, I don't have the best memory. Like I can remember individual games, but like you know, if you were to ask me, do I remember a true freshman that started? The time you played, I I don't have that kind of memory, but I was curious if you had an answer to with a guy like Austin Romaine who's going to start for the you know injured Daniel Green who's out for the rest of the season and he's going to get the start middle linebacker. Like leading up to that game, he's going to be nervous as hell. How, how how do you treat him? I guess in the locker room, are you just kind of leaving him alone, or are you you talking him up, trying to pump him up before the game? How do you how do you treat him?
1: You know, it's it's hard to say. You know what that dynamic is like within the linebacker room, and, and what type of person um, Austin Romay is, especially in preparation for a ball game. But my, you know, my thought is he's got veteran guys around him, um, and, and you know, specifically Austin Moore and Desmond Purnell who can really be there, and Daniel Green as well, who can be there and, and who can make sure that he's, you know, confidence is high, that he's in the right spot, and you know, from a mental perspective, and that their coaches him up throughout the game. And so I would. Yes, I would expect him to be nervous, but I think they'll take some pressure off of him. I mean, he's not going to play every snap. They're going to rotate guys in and out. I wouldn't be surprised to see Austin Moore, you know, play in the middle linebacker. Austin Moore's probably going to call the defense. They're not going to put that pressure on a, on a true freshman. Um, but but there's a reason, you know, there's a reason in a deep linebacking group that he's you know that he's ascended to that to that position, and so obviously he's shown the coaches um, you know some level of, of playmaking ability, football IQ, things of that nature that they feel confident that if pressed into play that he can be, you know that he can be a good player for us. And and from what I've seen so far, he looks like a really good young player. So um, I, I wouldn't you know obviously you're going to see some drop off just because of the, the experience level, the experience factor. But I wouldn't expect to see a ton. I mean that's that's a solid group and it's a well coached group. And I think Austin Romaine's going to have a good day Saturday.
0: Speaking with former K-State wide receiver, former Abilene Cowboy, Curry Sexton here on the game. Got a couple more for you. So I want to jump back to 2010, and I believe that was – you weren't at K-State, were you yet?
1: No, I was a gray shirt that year, so I was sitting out. But, uh, yeah, so no, I I did not play, but I was in the fans, the game that I believe you're going to reference.
0: Did you take shelter uh, while the cloud was rolling in, or did you watch it come in?
1: You know, I think for the most part, I I I, I stuck tight in the stands. I, I, you know, we were sitting on the east side, right there on the south side of the student section, and and I think at one point when things got a little eerie, um, we we went up and, and stood underneath the you know the the awning or the, the east the east side structure. But for the most part, we rode it out. Um, watched the you know watched all the stuff they were playing on the video board. I remember them Rick rolling the entire stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that day so uh, really interesting day
0: I tried to stick it out in the student section but I didn't make it once it started downpouring but if you could because this Saturday you know weather might be a factor so you know if it were to be a factor remind us you know, what typically takes place in the locker room when there's a long weather delay
1: yeah so I would say this first and foremost that the home team has a significant advantage in in a weather delay um, you know, we, we, if, if a weather delay happens, K-State's going to have their massive, spacious, comfortable locker room, the training room, hot tubs. Um, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have access to the weight room. They're going to have access to all kinds of snacks and Gatorade and protein shakes and everything else to keep them, you know, ready to go. And But, but otherwise, it's all about just, you know, staying loose, um, you know, staying active, maybe getting on a bike, maybe going in and doing some light lifting there's something to keep those muscles activated and and keep things loose. Now, obviously the the approach, the approach varies based on when that weather delay happens. If it happens, you know, an hour before kick, you know, you're not, you're, you're not too warmed up yet. You can probably hang tight once game time's about to fire up and they'll, then they'll ramp it up. Like it was a normal pregame situation. If it happens mid game, then obviously, you know, your muscles are ready to roll everything's flowing. You know, you, 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 then Then you're really worried about staying loose and avoiding you know tightness and and potential injury, so uh luckily, I mean, we have one of the best strength staffs in the country, one of the best nutrition staffs in the country. I'm sure they're going to be incredibly well prepared for anything that might happen saturday and I, and I think i can I can say confidently that we will be better off than UCF for a number of reasons if 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 a weather delay actually ensues.
0: Well, it is a late kickoff at seven o'clock. So if we do have any weather delays, that's going to certainly extend the game, and it's going to be a late night. But you know, these are, this is a three and team that's been very good on offense, even though the uh, the their schedule's been pretty soft. I think we would assume it's been easier than K State's. But you know, I couldn't get away with that comment last week. But I'd love to get your thoughts on the game Saturday. I know you do your homework, especially you know we haven't talked actually about the secondary yet. You know, the secondary for K State might be a major factor in this game with such a good offense for UCF?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, first first off, I think this is going to be a team with team speed that we haven't yet seen this year. Um, obviously, we saw a guy in Luther Burden last week who had incredible speed and gave us fits, but this is a team, you know, top to bottom that's going to have a ton of speed. They recruit primarily in Florida, and, and it's, a, it's just a matter of fact that Florida guys can always run. So we're going to have to be prepared for their speed, um, and that speed also, you know, is going to be a factor at the quarterback position, you know, Timmy McClain is is a dual threat guy. Had an incredible game last week. I think 320 passing yards, 70 percent completion, almost 60 rushing yards. Um, you know, he, he started as a true freshman, I believe, in South Florida in 2021. So he's been around. You know, he's he, he's had he's had some success. Um, you know, we haven't yet seen a guy like him this year. I mean, Brady Cook was relatively mobile until he got hurt last week, but this kid's going to be super mobile. So we're going to have to be prepared for what he might be able to bring to the table. Secondary-wise, I mean, I think you know I still trust those guys. Um, You know, last week we had a couple, you know, we had a couple missed assignments and a couple blown coverages that that led to big plays for MU. Other than that, that group played fairly well. Um, And and again, going up against one of the best and most talented receivers in the country in a really good receiver receiver room, I mean, I, I still I still will take our five guys in the back end over most anybody that you can throw at us, and I think they'll bounce back from last Saturday.
0: Excellent stuff, Curry. Really appreciate your time. Once again, enjoy the game Saturday. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, Mitch. Talk to you soon.
0: That's Curry Sexton, former K-State wide receiver here on the game. We take our next break, and when we come back, we make our six predictions for the weekend. I need a bounce-back week, to be honest. So does Deej. Luckily, we already have a sneak peek of what Troy's got on his picks. So when we come back, Mitch in Vegas after these words. How lucky can one guy be? Man, those check-in lines at those MGM properties are still long. They are still backed up bad. Are they really still struggling bad. pretty bad? Oh, bad. Oh, yeah, man. that's what I've heard. Just had some family Oof. in Vegas. Right on. Uh from both sides, as a matter of fact, and they were, yeah. One of them said, Yeah, that took forever to get checked in, took a couple of hours.
2: Damn, yeah, that but, sucks.
0: You know, it also helps that where you're checking in also you're just surrounded with a whole bunch of things you can fill your time with sure just have somebody keep your place sure and then you know go play some blackjack careful with that careful with that oh
2: that would you me in trouble well man.
0: I needed to kill some time uh, when I was coming back from Columbia because I was doing a thing for Glenn Kinley at KSNT and um, so I had a couple of hours ago so I just went to Hollywood Casino and started playing some blackjack and you know I just you know it was a good day. You yeah. you, you came out on top. But I also noticed like they have the sports book there I did come out on top. I doubled my money. Nice. Uh which Dana White he he had that advice of like you know, the goal should be double your money. Mm. Once you double your money, just walk away. You doubled your money. That's a huge success. This <laughs> is a
2: big-time success. In a
0: casino, that's big. Go. Just walk away. Take uh. your winnings and go. Don't be, don't get too greedy. So I was like, you know what? I doubled my money, I'm gone. I was pretty wow. happy. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got six picks to make, guys. And um, Troy had the week. He, he, he did better than all of us. Four and two. Week for Troy, so he's now 12-12. I'm a game back after a 2-4 week. The people are 10-14 at 3-3 three three last week. Deej, you went 2-4 and four as well. You're now 7-17. Seven and 17. You're five games back of first place. Ah, Troy. So here we go. Pick number one, and of course we lead off with the Cats hosting UCF at um, 7 o'clock Saturday. And uh, K-State Deej is favored by 4.5 real quick before you make your pick. Troy does pick K-State. And I got off my place here K, uh, The people are going K-State as well
2: I'm going to stick with everybody I'm going to be like everybody else I'm going to follow and say K-State covers 4.5 points The hook always stinks but 4.5 Yeah we'll win by a touchdown
0: See the thing is it's really hard to figure out You know exactly how good UCF is Are they that legit? I mean we're going to find out Saturday For sure. I think they've played a bit of a tough a, 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 a soft schedule other than you know maybe Maybe Boise State obviously that was a challenge Uh, But that was also a challenge where the offense didn't put a whole lot on the board. They shot themselves in the foot multiple times. Mm -hmm. But the quarterback that was shooting himself in the foot is injured. He's not playing in this game. It's going to be Timmy McClain. So, again, not exactly sure. I I honestly lean K-State winning by three. Ah. So – I think I'm going to go UCF.
2: Ooh, taking Golden gold knights. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. It's just a gut feeling. But again, it's just hard to predict this one. Mm -hmm. It honestly could go either way. Plus, so many questions for K-State as well that still need to be answered. A ton. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a real hard one. Like, if I was betting, I would not touch this game.
2: Yeah, this is one I'm not going anywhere.
0: near. Uh, The Pac-12 really being showcased uh, this weekend, of course, because Colorado's still in the conference once they bounce. Big 12 is all cool all of a sudden. Uh, number nineteen, Colorado is at number ten, Oregon, and the Ducks are favored by twenty one points. And uh, the people say Oregon, and so does Troy. Oof.
2: I'm going to do the uh, wild. This is going to be my wild card. I th- I don't think Colorado is going to beat Oregon, but Oregon's not going to beat them by three touchdowns. That's crazy to me. I'll take the points on the road. I
0: uh, you know. I am gravitating towards Colorado as well. No Travis Hunter, obviously. He's obviously very good. He's been great in the receiving game. He plays both sides of the football. He's out because of that cheap shot. Lacerated liver is keeping him out for three to four weeks. The thing is, like, it's not like Scherter Sanders doesn't have anybody else to throw it to. Yeah. Um, Did you watch that drive um, to take it to OT? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, the guy that hit... Travis Hunter is the one that gave up the touchdown. Yeah, they—they they, that was easy. That was too easy. Yeah, they cruised down the field. Xavier Weather is actually or Weaver. How do you say his last name? He's actually maybe, arguably, the best the, wide receiver right now for Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, maybe he is. a little bit better than Travis Hunter. Yeah, um, it just depends. It twenty-one is a huge number, but I will say Oregon has been pretty good against the pass, but they did give up three touchdowns, but picked off. Tyler, sure. I'm, I'm just kind of debating. If you can't tell, I'm debating out loud in my head which way I want to go. You know what? Let's tag team on this. Let's do it. Let's tag team. Let's, on. Do I'm a, it. let's go Colorado. Yeah. That's a big number. It's a huge number. Conference play, big number between a couple of top 20 teams. Yeah. Just because one guy's out? Come on. Although I think there could be a lot of points scored.
2: Yeah, I think there's gonna the overs. Take the overs.
0: Oregon's pass defense, I think, is going to be the key here. They're 15th right now in the country, but, again, they nearly gave up 300 and three scores to Texas Tech uh, Next in the SEC Top 15 matchup Number 15 Ole Miss at number 13 Alabama Crimson Tide at home I don't know who's the starting quarterback Their favorite is Alabama Six and a half The people are slightly Going Alabama Troy likes Alabama mm-hmm. um,
2: What a game Against UCF or uh, US, USF um, ten to three, pretty deep into that ball game. Uh, the other guy, Buck Buckner, he's not—he's not any good. I can't believe a guy can earn a scholarship to Notre Dame and Alabama and be that poor at playing quarterback. That—that that blows my mind. I insane. Anyway, they're going back to the other guy. Alabama has not looked like Alabama the last few weeks. I'm still going to take them. They're giving up six points, laying six points at home to, uh, was, what is it, Ole Miss? Yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, Alabama.
0: I'm going to be the different one. This maybe you could say is my wild card. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, this is your time. Uh, Ole Miss has been an excellent second-half team this year. Tulane have. is a great example. Um um gosh, last week against Georgia Tech, they really turned it on in the second half and won that game easily. It comes down to the second half, and I think Ole Miss not only covers, they're going to win mm-hmm. in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Ooh. Saturday. Meanwhile, we're halfway done. Game number four uh takes us let me count am I four? Yeah, four. Uh game number four takes us to Aims Iowa. And I've, I'm going to call this on uh, PowerCat Game Day the Rock Bottom Bowl <laughs> because the loser of this game it might be rock bottom. Ooh. Transfer portals getting ready to open up. Th- there's a rumor out there Oklahoma State is going to flee for the portal. Iowa State just lost to Ohio on the road ten to seven. Meanwhile Oklahoma State's coming off they're two and one, but they just lost to South Alabama in maybe the worst loss in the Matt Gundy era. Ooh. It's Iowa State favored by three and a half let's see what the people are gonna do the people say Iowa State Troy is going Oklahoma State uh,
2: I'm digging what Troy's putting down I'm gonna I'm gonna say Oklahoma State as well um, I think they win the game um, but either way what a poor poor contest to be on television this is awful
0: <sighs> this is tough mm-hmm I think I have to go Oklahoma State. Mm. Even though Iowa State's the better defense, if it's a low-scoring game, I, I I would think Oklahoma State could figure out how to score 13, 14 points. Yeah,
2: and it's that hook, man, that 3.5. Well,
0: that's the thing. I don't think Iowa State's going to score really at all. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a good offense to go score the football. So This might be 3 nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I You know what? I'm going to go with my gut I'm going to go Oklahoma State Two games left uh, Back to the Pac-12 Number 14, Oregon State is visiting Number 21, Washington State In Pullman Beavers favored by three People say Oregon State And Troy goes Oregon State People and Troy have been on the money so far with each other Other than the last pick
2: Um, I follow a weird amount Of Washington State Like people um, on X, and I really like them. I really like the Cougs, but also Oregon State's been playing really well. So I'll stick with the people. I'll go. I'll, I'll go against my gut and say Oregon State covers. They're giving up three. Yeah, on the road, they'll do it. They'll take them down by six or something. Okay,
0: so you're going to Oregon State. Oregon State. Now, I, I mean, you can argue. You know, Washington State actually had the best non-con win. When they beat Wisconsin at home. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of games that rival that, of course. But that was a big win. Yeah, that was a was. big win for the Cougars. However, I have been a fan of what Oregon State has done so far. DJ Uli Ungulale. I, I think I got it. I nailed it. Yeah.
2: I Judges? have no idea.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 um, Sounds good to us. My difference in picking this game is. Uh, Washington, Washington State President Kurt Schultz, you know, he used to be our president, tweeted this out earlier today. Go Cougs and go Beavs. I mean, these are the, this is the game of misfit toys here. These are the two left-behinds of the Pac-12, but I thought that tweet was soft.
2: That is soft.
0: I'm going Beavers. Yeah! And our last matchup is number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. The Buckeyes favored by 3.630 kick on NBC. The People are gonna go Notre Dame? Troy goes. Uh, check that. Actually, the people say Ohio State. Troy goes Notre Dame.
2: I'm going Ohio State. Giving up three. They're good. They are very good. And I just every year, I'm just not convinced that Notre Dame's any
0: good. I don't know. Well, I'm not exactly impressed by the way Ohio State honestly has been playing early on. Uh, I mean, they 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 run away a little bit from teams, but don't play the best early on. Meanwhile, Notre Dame was at home last year's game. I mean, it was a kind of a defensive battle, and then Ohio State pulled away there in the second half. Flip flop that with Notre Dame being the home team. I'm going Irish. Ah. Getting it done at home against the Buckeyes. And that's going to do it for Mitch in Vegas. We'll, of course, recap the standings next week. And when we come back, a number one song of the day next. Scooby Doo, boop boop. How you doing? I'm doing all right? you know
2: I'm all right. I just want to know what is the um, well. Hold on,
0: we don't have the we don't yeah. have the music yet, so uh, we can't start yet until the music. Oh yeah! my God! There it is. All um, right, now we can officially start. So, Had to get you guys ready there.
2: Thank you, sir. Um, let's see. First and foremost, uh, I've asked the I've asked you this question before, but I'm gonna ask it again. Okay. What? gets you the most road rage if you ever road rage you have said before uh, you're not much of a road rager oh, hell
1: the you, opposite you, you are a road rager oh my rager. god yeah okay
2: oh every day oh I- you know what it is you said you don't hold a grudge and I go for someone so- with those bad
0: of road rages you have I have road rage, but I get over it quickly. Ah, As soon as I get around, I'm like, you know, I'll I'll say something, you know, talk some trash, and then I'm on with my day. Sure, sure. Okay, that's good. On to the next play, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's forget about it, guys. Uh, But yes, I have a a lot of road rage. (laughs) Ask Lindsay. She gets a lot of entertainment out of it. She's like, oh my God, what did you just say? That's funny. You know what the number
2: one answer nationwide was? The passenger seat.
0: (laughs) is where people... (laughs) I, boy... (laughs) I'm guilty. Dude. I really am. I can be a passenger, Ooh. seat driver. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, I am not cocky in much. Sure. But when it comes to my driving, rarely do I get in a car with people and not think I'm the best driver For in the sure. car. For sure. For sure. Like I'm gonna punch it. I'm gonna get us to where we need to go, at least five minutes quicker than anybody else. Right.
2: And why would you do that? you know you're like second guessing you're like why would you do that that's stupid
0: but it's so my biggest pet peeve though with the road rage what leads to it the biggest thing is is when I'm stuck behind somebody just going slow casual doesn't realize where they're at and you know you know what the situation is and you know I just I can't
2: do it on a Sunday drive in the middle of the week when it's really busy get the heck out of the way
0: get out of my way when especially, like, there's a green light. Like, you're going up the hill on casement. Oh, yeah. And you know that, that light's on a timer. No. And there's some traffic. Oh. But the person that's just slowly driving up to the top of the hill and making the... I'm like, please, hurry the hell nev- up.
2: It's like you never drove You yeah, have people
0: behind you, idiot. <laughs> Being a native Chicagoan, we're all intense drivers. So, I get, I get enough road rage as it is, so... <laughs> it, like, driving
2: in Chicago, driving downtown is a real event, man. Absolutely. It is, is, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. If you are at all cautious or, like, anything, you need to get the heck out of the way, man. You need to take the L train from outside the city in. You don't, don't belong in the big boy leagues. Well, don't l-
0: drive l- in Atlanta, though. Yeah, no. I've done, it. I've done Atlanta. I didn't think it was that bad. Philly
2: was bad because the streets are, like... And tiny. They're teeny tiny and they're all potholes and the turnpikes are all, people are crazy.
0: Um, Lindsay just texted me, I think I'm going to die when you drive on country <laughs> roads. Here's the deal. Babe. I, I, I You know, I'll e brake around the turn on a dirt road, get a nice slide going. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Call me Cold Trickle. <laughs> Listen, Lindsay, you don't just sit
2: back and watch the man cook, okay? We don't need this. You know, does she do this? <gasps> the tense up thing? Sarah uh, does that to me and I go, don't do that. You're making me nervous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are some times she's like a bit concerned about what come I'm doing, on. but is typically pretty chill. Lindsay, he yeah. grew up on country roads. He
2: knows what he's doing. He I do. Come on. Um, one last one. What is your first musical love? What band did you fall in love with for the first time? And you're like, I love these guys. For me, it was Journey. I loved Journey when I was a little kid. Cinderella. i don't
0: know if i'm ready to uh it was backstreet boys oh my god yeah 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 a yeah. yeah! couple bangers i was six seven when that album came out i mean
2: it was hot <laughs> it was hot in the streets it was
0: first rock band oh, the band that got me into love and rock music though leonard Skinner. very
2: nice
0: all right for aj troy dj mitch go cats